it's Rhonda Shortino. Thank you so much for joining me for Live, Love, Survive, and Thrive. I know there's lots of other stuff that you could be listening to, but this podcast is for you. It's to help you live an amazing life, the life that you were born to live. It's to help you love, to put your love into action, because that will change your life and the lives of everyone within your influence. It's to help you survive the tough times and to help you mine the lessons out of everything you go through, especially the most painful stuff that you go through, and to use those exact things to thrive. This is Rhonda Shortino with Live, Love, Survive, and Thrive with my awesome co-host, certified life coach, Jenny Christensen. Today, we're going to talk about the power of identity. And I'm telling you, it seems like I say this all the time, but it's, it's immeasurable. Because if we don't know who we are, we can be used by somebody who wants us to be something that maybe we're not. Um, we can be talked into stuff, lured into stuff. Um, you know, we'll just be wishy-washy. I mean, there are just so many consequences to not really understanding and embracing and even celebrating our authentic identity. So Jenny, talk to us about the power of identity and how do we, how do we find it and how do we live in it? Well, Rhonda, I love, I, as you know, I love this topic. I think this topic is extremely important in people's lives. And the word I'd like to put in front of uh, identity is authentic identity. I think, it, you know, not only living in, in who we're supposed to be, but, you know, operating and, and thriving in our authentic identity is really possible. And so, you know, when you think about the word authentic, you know, it's kind of like, you know, one ply or two, we know the difference, you know, cutting a joke this morning, but authentic is something that's genuine. You know, it's something that is um, unique. It's not copied. And as a person of faith, I believe that each and every person is truly authentic. Even if you're an identical twin, you're still unique. You are still authentic. You are still not a copy, even though you might exactly look like someone else, which I think is amazing. So when you ask somebody the question, what is your identity? People normally say, well, it's, it's what I'm good at. And yes, in an essence, it is. But it's much more than that. Okay. Very not hard. only no, not only is it unique, it's a place that you excel. For example, when you're operating in your authentic identity, you excel. It's something that brings you energy. It's very useful. You know, our, our gifts and talents are part of that, but our authentic identity is very useful. And so I think what happens in life is there's a lot of things that we question about our identity. You know, we, we you know, we're not sure if it's really who we are. Is this who I am? We get in phases and circumstances and situations that make us wonder who we really are. So we have to acknowledge first that we are authentic, that we're born with just a, an amazing array, a set of things that are just unique to us. And that's a celebration right there. There's nobody like you. There's nobody like me. While we might have common interests or causes we care about, we are very, very unique in and of ourselves. Yes. 
So the first thing that I think happens when we are concerned about our identity or not sure is we kind of play this comparison game. You know, and I think that starts when we're really young and, and it begins to chip away. I, you know, I've studied it for three or four years now pretty intensely. And I thought back in my own life about when that began. You know, we start when we're a little elementary kid comparing ourselves in some way. And it might be something that, you know, it might be, you know, where we go to school or, or you know, the sport we play or don't play or whatever the, com the comparison, who runs faster than I do. And so that- Or, or where we live and how we look. This one's prettier than me or this one's smarter than me. And the question is, what does that do to people's identity? Oh, it's bad. It's bad. And so as we mature, as we get older, we need to, to recognize in the kids around us or in ourselves, am I comparing myself and chipping away at my own identity to where it's stopping me from doing something? It's keeping me captive to, I can't, you know, ever change jobs. I can't ever do, you know, it might, it, it can create an environment of I can'ts. So the comparison is, you know, not worth doing. It's not, it's not uh, the same as looking up to someone and thinking they're really good at something and maybe, you know, getting mentored or whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about believing you're not worthy and you're not authentic and comparing yourself to everybody else around you. I think that is a huge stumbling block. Secondly, I think that sometimes we, when we look at our identity, we don't accept it as enough. For example, we look at our inadequacies instead of what we're really strong at doing. And so when we're working in our authentic identity, living in it, we are strong. We don't feel inadequate. We are just enough. Yes. How does that strike you today, Rebecca? Oh my gosh, Jenny, are you kidding me? I, I mean, I could just talk for an hour on what you just said, because when we know who we really are, I mean, flaws and all, I like to say I'm delightfully flawed, you know? Um, but when we know who we really are, we're more confident, we're more courageous. And what I mean by that, we're far more likely to um, reach out and try to be friends with somebody, you know, instead of going, oh, well, she's one of the popular girls. She won't, she won't want to be my friend or she won't want to go out with me or, or um, going on a job interview, you know, even applying for something that maybe is a reach. If I don't really know who I am, I'm not gonna do that because I'm not gonna risk the rejection. That's what it really comes down to, whether it's trying to be a friend with somebody, you know, asking somebody out or asking somebody to come over for dinner or going on a job interview or on a whole other level, because I know because I did this, um, people who are not clear on their identity are probably not going to chase their dreams. They're not going to quit their job that's their solid security and start a company. And, and I, I know because I did that when I was 27. Not that I was, um, I mean, I didn't have a ton of self-confidence, but I knew that I knew that I knew that this one thing was something that I really knew 
And I knew I could do a good job of it. I knew that about my identity. Yeah, isn't that amazing? It made you courageous because you understood that it was something that you could do. And I, our authentic identity gives us such a courageous spirit. I just love that. I, I love that story and, and what it took to do that because all of us really know when we're in our rhythm. You know, it, I mean, we know when we're in our rhythm. And yeah. so I, I think there's a couple of other things that I wanted to touch on. One is, I think what happens too is sometimes our identity becomes hidden, you know? And what I mean by that is that it can become hidden based on, um, you know, bad decisions we made. You know, like I think about me being a rowdy college kid or whatever, you know, and trying to find my way and this and that and, you know, being, you know, a little off and being a little rebellious or whatever. And then I think my identity became hidden. You know, I started to feel bad about some things and whatever. And, you know, I had to acknowledge that I should have just moved past it you know, not let it become part of who I was. You know, mm -hmm. I think there's things that can kind of make our identity feel hidden when we get really busy or the young mom who is changing diapers, doing laundry, going to the grocery store, cooking, sleeping, getting up the next day, changing diapers, going to the, you know, you become just immersed in your life circumstances. You still have an authentic identity that the world is waiting to see in action. And so I think there are circumstances when we go through a difficult time, a divorce, you know, a, 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 you know, all kinds of things, those can go into what I call the identity stealers. Not only can our identity be hidden for a minute, we can have things that feel that our identity has been stolen. Okay. Let's say, what if you're somebody who gets fired from a job and it's something that you've had for a long time and you're sitting there going, oh, who am I? because I don't have that thing anymore. No one can take away your authentic identity. That's right. No one. That's right. Um, and because really what it comes down to, we're human beings, not human doings. So I would say this, whether it's somebody who's, you know, um, the president of a university and has five different, you know, degrees that, that are distinguished, make them distinguished and give them gravitas and everything else. But guess what? They're not defined by their degrees. We're not defined by our achievements. We're not defined by what we do for a living or what we now don't do for all the, you know, 30 million people who right now at this moment, as we're recording this, um, are unemployed. We're not what we do. Hey, you, yes, you, I think you're awesome. And if you're not sure about that, then I want you to have a copy of my book, How to Get to Awesome, 101 Ways to Find Your Best Self. I want you to have it so badly that right now I have it offered on my website with free shipping for half off. It is only $6.48. Go to Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, click on books and get yourself a copy of How to Get to Awesome. That's it's exactly that, right. That's an activity, but who we are as people. I mean, we have to talk about all the facets of that. We, there's not even time. It's personality, 
It's our character. And then we could dive deeper into that, our character traits. So are we, do we have perseverance? Are we tenacious? Are we determined? Are we courageous? Are, do we have integrity? Are we empathetic? I mean, you could look at all the different facets. There's a million things. There's no time, you know, it would take us all day and probably all week to talk about all that. And then you add in, um, you know, the, the, the perspective that each of us has that's unique, that's informed by the family uh, that we came into this life through and the culture, the neighborhood, you know, all the influences of our lives, good and bad. And, and all of that goes into this recipe of who we are, who we really are. That's amazing. The th you and I both have gone through, well, I say, I don't want to throw you into my, you know, generation here, but I, I know that I've lived enough years on planet earth that I've had, I've had different times in my life where I defined myself different ways. So as a, as a newly emancipated former foster kid, um, you know, that was, it was an identity that I had that I, I almost felt like was tattooed on my forehead, abandoned, abused, nobody will want me. Um, but so stinking strong. I mean, I was never at 17 years, 16 years old. I was never, ever going to let anybody hurt me again. Um, <laughs> right. And then, you know, and, and when I was a young mom, that was my identity. When I started my business, that was my identity. For 40 years in the insurance industry, that was my identity. I'm an insurance professional. If anybody asked, I was an insurance professional, you know, and I put on the serious voice in the blue suit. And, it, you know, so I, and I don't do that anymore. And, and it was weird, frankly, when I sold my business and I finished my time of, uh, that I contracted with the company that bought my company. And then I'm sitting there going, huh, who am I now? Exactly. And Rhonda, that's the thing, you know, you and I have talked before and for those who are listening or will listen later, there's a difference between who you're being and what you're doing. And what you have just described is the, the seasons and the ebb and flow of life. You know, I'm an insurance agent. I'm a teacher. I'm a coach. I'm a, you know, and, and we get older, you know, we move, situations change, financial situations change. And even right now in the midst of the COVID, the things that millions of people used to do, they're not doing anymore. So what I'm encouraging people to do is say, who am I being? It's not what I'm doing. Now, I know that doesn't bring a paycheck, but what I hope it brings is peace to people saying that I have a unique being. I have an authentic self that I need to find again amidst this circumstance, because we really don't have a choice. We can sit in the corner or we can decide I have an authentic identity and that particular job is not going to define who I am. That is what I do, but it's not who I get to be. So when you're functioning in your authentic identity, it's your being that I said earlier, it energizes you. It gives you courage, all of those things. So when you're, you're operating authentically, 
It is so powerful. So my hope is that people will begin to celebrate and recognize, you know what, you're extraordinary because you're one in a million. You know, when we say that to someone, they're one in a million, that is a compliment. But in reality, we're all one in a million. Because we're one in seven billion. Seven billion. Exactly. Seven billion people on earth. You are one, one in seven billion. billion. Yeah. So your your identity is all of that, you know, what, what you've, you know, gone through and, and all of that. But I think those those external circumstances, if they're negative, you know, we can mine lessons. I love what you say in your books and in your speaking about mining the lessons of what we've learned, but you still embrace your authentic identity at the same time. So your acknowledgement of your identity is huge. It, it, it is huge to your esteem. It's huge to your success and living your best life is possible. So you asked, how do we live out our authentic identity? I wrote a few things down. Good. Live in a state of being, not just doing. You know, I mean, it's hard for us to look at ourselves and go, what do I love about myself? You know, we might not love all of our decisions. We might not love what we did yesterday, but there are things about you that other people ask somebody, what do you love about me? And you will find that people can strike at your authentic identity, even just because your authentic identity comes out. So celebrate living in the being not just what you do. Yes. Discard habitual habits, habits of thoughts that don't serve you. Oh, that's good. I'm no good. This is going to happen to me again. Oh, that negative self-talk. The negative self-talk chips away like someone making an ice sculpture on a, on a cruise ship. You know what I mean? We shape, you know, this new identity based on our own thinking and that can really trap us. Third, use your identity. Don't create a new one. Ooh. Okay. Use your identity. Don't create a new one. You know, it's one thing to create a great new habit, but a different to try to create a whole new identity, you know, and, and I'm not suggesting I love to take care of myself and, and, you know, all of that. I color my hair, you know, I mean, I'm not going to make any bones about that, but I'm not creating a new identity by doing that. You know, I think it's interesting how, you know, we learn as a- What I'm hearing you say, I think they don't know who they really are because their whole identity was wrapped up in, I was a captain in the Air Force, or I was the CEO of this company. Um, I was a pretty big deal in whatever, right? Or I loved what I did. And, you know, not necessarily the, the big deal thing, but just like you could say, well, I'm a teacher and that's who I am. And who am I teaching now? I don't have a classroom. So if you take that old identity and you, and you don't shed it like a coat, if you just continue to hang on to that identity, I'm a teacher without kids, without a classroom, what am I going to do? you're going to be miserable and you're going to, you know, find yourself depressed. Depression can lead to despair. Despair can lead to suicidal ideation. And I don't mean to get, you know, bring everybody into the, into a tunnel or, or a ditch, but it's just the reality. And so that's how serious when I said it's the power of identity we're talking about today, that's how serious it is because the flip side of that is 
you and I both know people that they retire from one thing, they go right into whatever, you know, they're going to do with their life being who they are. And I don't mean you have to go on and have a whole other career. For me, it just kind of happened that, um, you know, I, I wrote my first book and it was, it was really right around the time that my transition started and then book after book after book after book and speaking and media and whatever. I didn't plan that. It just kind of happened. But I think when you embrace your authentic identity, you're open to the opportunities and the people and the situations that come into your life. Um, it's, but I, I love, um, I love how you talk about, it sounds like being intentional for me. I just, I feel like I just sort of stumbled. It just kind of, you know, showed up in my life and that's awesome. It doesn't happen like that for everybody. For some people, they have to be really intentional and say, okay, um, if I'm, if I'm a teacher, if I'm a natural born teacher and I don't have a classroom anymore, I can do an online, you know, I can teach people what I know online or I can tutor or I can, um, I can help people in other ways. And like with you, you, you became a certified life coach and a certified academic coach. And what a richness you bring to that because you have that, that um, very well-developed skill of educating people without, you're not pounding anything into anybody's head and you don't ever make anybody feel you know, less than because they didn't know this thing that you know. You, you just are, to me, the perfect life coach, the perfect academic coach. So you've used your authentic identity and in a whole new direction and it works. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you, Rhonda. But you know, I really, I mean, this is, this talk is the embodiment of my work. You know, I, I mean, right now this, this discussion, I mean, this is, this embodies everything that I believe and, and what I plan to do the rest of my life is encouraging people. And I was allowed to go through experiences that were difficult. So I have some experience in my backpack, so to speak about, you know, transitioning out of things and into something new, but what it's all drilled down to is Jenny, you have an authentic identity. Rhonda, you have an authentic identity. Every listener, every person who will hear this today or next week has an authentic identity. And it's important to move toward it with strength and with grit and with and, and recognizing, not in an arrogant way, but that you are uniquely wired. You are extraordinary. You are one in a seven billion person. And life is going to change. And once you realize that, you get out of the lake and you keep trucking to the next place because it's really, really a fun process when you can do that. I love it. That's a great place to wrap it up. Although I know we could talk about this forever. So until the next time, Jenny Christensen, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I hope that you'll subscribe. I hope you'll share with others and, and just come alongside of us in helping people to live, love, survive, and thrive. See you next time.